Betsy Pringle. Larry Totally. Here. Rick Whitney. Here. Ruth Wright. Ruth, could you unmute? Hmm. Ruth, are you able to hear us? I remember before she was having problems with her speaker on her computer, so. Um, Hmm. Need to, I really want to, I don't want to get started with a meeting until we have Ruth with us. You want Did to she just send a, a text or something, message? I know on screen. Did she just send a screen? She's Jeannie, on. can you see it? Did she send it? All right. Hang on. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. While we're in this uh, holding pattern, I'd like each of you to um, get your calendars out. Um, when we have the council member reports and comments, one of the things that we will be doing under that section will involve a need for referring to your calendars because the swearing in process that had been planned for um, this next week, uh, Kathy Anderson, due to the driving conditions said that or it was going to be later this week. And she said that we need to postpone it till next week. So Brian, I guess you will, you are exempt from that. <laughs> John, did you get through to her? I did. Uh, she can hear everything just fine, but something is wrong with the mic on her computer. So if she needs to say anything, she'll raise her hand. Um, or she'll uh, use her telephone to call me and I'll hold the speaker up so everybody will be able to hear her talk. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah. So, turn her camera on? Her camera's on. She can see us. We, we she can't can see hear her. us. We just cannot hear her. Or see her. Yeah. Could, could she have her camera on so we can at least see her if it's just a problem with the mic? Hang on, please. Okay, apparently technical difficulties with the computer beyond her control. She does not know what's going on. Um, she's going to uh, break the link on her computer and try and reestablish it from her phone so we can see and hear her. She's doing that now. All right. Um, good. John, I mentioned to the uh, rest of the uh, council that we're going to need to refer to our calendars. So if you have a calendar for next week available, uh, yep. that'll, when we get into council member reports and comments, we'll be trying to set up times for the um, pouring in. Okay, so we're still on hold for Ruth, right? <clears throat> and I don't want to call her again because it might screw her phone up. I understand. Is does is, city council have city issued computers? Do you know? I do not know. Prob I assume they do. I don't know. Well, I'm wondering, since we do have a quorum, maybe wait one more minute, but at 7.10, maybe we continue. Um, 
and, and then just let her join in and let her join in yeah rather rather than just be in limbo with the uncertainty as to whether she's going to be able to accomplish this um okay so i'll uh i'll i'll move on we've uh it, we have uh, had our call to order and roll call the rest of the agenda for tonight. We will, uh, we've got two sets of uh, meeting minutes that we need to approve. Uh, then we have council member reports and comments followed by uh, items from the audience. Then we have under new business, the 2022 miscellaneous code amendments and the uh, under administrative reports and council discussion, we will be discussing the city council's legislative, pardon me, the, the city council's legislative agenda um, as far as it pertains to us. Um, and there, we had originally an executive session uh, lined up to discuss potential litigation, which we're not going to do that this evening. And I'll get in, we'll, we'll discuss that um, when we get into the discussion of the city council's legislative agenda. So, with that, we have minutes from the meeting of July 26, 2021 to um, review and approve. Do we, does anybody have any additions or corrections to the minutes as presented? If not, I would entertain a motion to approve the minutes as written. So moved. Okay, it's been moved, is there a second? Second. All right, it's moved and seconded to approve the July 26, 2021 uh, meeting. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, minutes are approved. We have minutes from the September 27th, 2021 meeting. Are there any additions or corrections to those minutes? Hearing none, is there a motion to approve those minutes? So moved. All right, it's been moved to approve. And a second? Second. A second. Okay, moved and seconded. All in favor of approving those minutes, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. So those minutes are approved. Next item on the agenda, council member reports and comments. I've uh, mentioned the uh, oaths of office, which Kathy Anderson had um, originally planned for us to take uh, this week, and she's um, indicated that because of the driving conditions, we need to defer um, those uh, until next week. I am uh, personally going to be out of town, uh, heading to Arizona uh, yeah. that week. And so for me, I'm only available on Monday, January 3rd. If, if, uh, <laughs> if you could, uh, check your calendars and if, if January, it, we were, we were aspiring to have everybody come in and, and swear in, Hey, Ruth, welcome. Hi there. Sorry. That's okay. Technical difficulties do happen. So let the minutes show that Ruth has joined us and is now present for the meeting. Good. Thank you, Jeannie. So you haven't missed much, uh, Ruth. All we've done so far is approve the minutes and announce the agenda. And so now we're under council member reports. And one of the things that we're gonna need to do is um, reschedule the swearing in that was gonna happen this week um, to next week. And as much as possible, we were hoping to try to have everyone come in and swear in uh, at the same time so that um, we get a picture and, and uh, just get it all done at the same time. So. I, I was saying that I'm going to be heading to Arizona uh, and we'll be gone most of the month. But so for me, the only day that works next week is January 3rd, Monday. I don't know hey, if that uh, works. Bill? I already made an appointment with Kathy for Monday at one o'clock. Okay. Does that work for anybody else? Everybody else? Mm -hmm. Works for me. Good, good. John, could you do it? I know it's in the middle of the day. Week from week from today. Yeah, one o'clock. Uh, I do currently have a meeting schedule that I will try and reschedule, so I will get back to you. Okay, 
So that's, we will aspire to that. And it's, it's not essential that we're all there simultaneously. It just would be really desirable. Yes. Um, so that's what we're going to shoot for. And, and uh, thank you, Bill, for taking the initiative on that. Um, the, uh, I have another item of, of council member import, uh, council member report import, and that's that this is Brian Gothrop's last meeting as a member of the Houghton Community Council. I'm sure we'll still be seeing him, but this is his last official meeting. Brian joined us in 2012, and he joined us after a selection process that was heavily contested. We had some great candidates and Brian was selected and appointed after being interviewed by the entire council to fill a vacancy. And he provided and has provided a unique and much needed perspective of that of a young parent with young children in Houghton, which clearly doesn't fit the rest of us. <laughs> and uh, he also, we've benefited um, from his financial expertise and his tech capabilities, especially. Um, he was our go-to guy for any tech issues. Um, although the city did force us to shut down our, wasn't it a Facebook account that you established, Brian? <laughs> I remember. So. Yeah, I, it's still up, but I don't have control over it. The city took it. That's it, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then actually we should check on that because who knows what's being done with it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Above, above all, I, Brian has uh, a sincere caring for other people in general. Just He just loves people. He's, a, he's a, got a great faith, and that has influenced all his thinking, all the decisions that he's made, and that's um, been really helpful and, and admirable. In fact, speaking of admirable, Ed, Brian actually opted to delay uh, re retiring from the council until his term expired so that in fact there would be uh, somebody elected to his position as opposed to appointed and that I think is is an admirable thing he was he, it, it's been a challenge for him to manage his young family and his business life and everything else and and he's managed to to do that and continue on the council until his term expired and we appreciate that I, on a personal note, Brian also introduced me to his uh, very rigorous F3 training group, which didn't last very long because <laughs> I tried to keep up with the younger guys and uh, the injuries mounted pretty quickly and I, I couldn't handle it, but, but it was a great experience. <laughs> and I thank you for that, Brian. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I just want to say, Brian, you're going to be sorely missed. We, we had every intention to have a celebration and you know, get together after our meeting tonight to, to be able to celebrate you. And this uh, between the, the virtual COVID uh, meeting format and, the, uh, and, the, and certainly the road conditions for tonight, it just isn't going to, it obviously didn't, doesn't work out. So we'll be, um, you have agreed, you did commit to me that you would you would participate in that uh, postponed event sometime later this spring. So we will we will count on that. So I uh, thank you so much for your service and I welcome any other members who want to uh, add to the comments I've made. Anybody have any? Brian, any I'd like to thank you as well. You, you've really been delightful to get to know uh, you're very compassionate and caring about your community. I know that will not change even while you're not on the council. I know you'll still be active in your community and the voice. I think that's absolutely outstanding. I just think you're a wonderful person. Thank you for being on our council. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, Rick. Brian, um, I've loved sitting next to you the last couple of years. You're so thoughtful in everything that you uh, present. Love seeing you in the soccer field with your little kids and then jogging around the town. You just thoroughly, thoroughly are an inspiration as far as your dedication with the young family to doing this. And I agree with Rick that you'll, I'm sure you'll always be involved. Um, you just can't help yourself. But it, um, you can tell this community and your family mean a lot. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ruth. Yeah, I would also say, Brian, you're going to be missed. Um, 
It's been great having you on the council. Every time that you've spoken at the council, you've made it was very clear that you had clear, clearly thought through the issue at hand and came up with some very insightful points. And it always made me think, um, you know, you did, you've done a great job. I'm sure you're going to do wonderful um, with the rest of your career. And hopefully you'll get back into uh, the politics in the city here and maybe run for the city council. Thanks, Bill. Uh, not until the kids are older. I can actually, I'm in the basement. I can hear them screaming <laughs> upstairs for bath time. So <laughs> thanks. And not to be left out, just appreciate your service, Brian. Uh, I've known you a long time as a neighbor, and I'm sure we'll see you there. And your service on the council gave me uh, kind of the push to pursue a council seat as well. So thanks. Thanks, Larry. So uh, are there, uh, thank you again, are there uh, outside of uh, our, our uh, appreciation for Brian and sending him off officially, is there any other council member reports or comments for tonight? John. Um, a, a meeting or two ago, we talked to the city about the tree code update. Um, at the time, not much was happening. I know since that comment to our council, a few things have moved forward, reports to the city council, et cetera. I would simply like to ask staff if at our next meeting, if they just would bring us a quick update as to uh, status. Thank you. Well, one, one status is that on the January 4th city council meeting, the tree code uh, will be presented again. And I think also at the 18th, uh, and then they had one back in, no I think it was the end of November. Or right. So. Right. Okay. Any other council member reports, comments? Bill? I just have to go back on the swearing in next Monday. Are you going to contact Ms. Lovelady to have her try to join in at the same time with us? Yes. In fact, I'm hoping maybe she's listening in as we're speaking. I don't, I don't see her on the screen, but we'll make sure and get word to her, Bill. Okay. There's a Kristen. Oh, Kristen, and she has a hand up. Yeah, she's here. She's in the uh, attendees. She's on the attendees tab. John. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm looking at the wrong one. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, hopefully have Kristen present for that as well. Any other council member comments, reports? All right. Then we now move into uh, items from the audience and. Um, I am going to rely upon our technical assistant, Karen, to uh, get us uh, through this process by se uh, selecting the people who've got their hands raised to. Yeah. To so the first one we have is Kristen. So Kristen, if you could just let us know your email address and your last name, please. Hi, this is Kristen Lovelady Dixon, and my email address is kristenloveladydixon at gmail.com. I actually originally had my hand up to uh, confirm I was listening and following along. Um, for those of you that I haven't met, uh, I will be trying to fill the large shoes of Brian Gothrop in seat number seven in 2022, and I just wanted to say uh, first, thank you all for the service that you've done for the community of Houghton and the greater city of Kirkland. And I look forward to meeting you and, and working with you all uh, in the new year and beyond. So thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, likewise. Aaron, is, are there any other attendees no. or participants? There's someone else with their hand up. Oh, now we have uh, Phil A. So Phil, if you could let us know your last name and your email address, please. Hi, yes, I am Phil Allen, uh, phil.allen.206 at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess I have a variety of topics I could be talking about tonight because I think there's a variety of interesting things going on. Uh, but uh, specifically, 
Actually, can I get a nod of somebody's head that you can hear me? Yes. All right. Thank you for letting me speak. <laughs> uh, thank you for letting me speak. Um, variety of topics I could talk about. I've mostly been talking about the uh, siting of the transfer station, the new transfer station, uh, somewhere in the northeast region of King County. I know I've sent uh, various emails, slide decks, hopefully a little bit funny and also a lot informative. Um, I don't know that... I've heard anybody speak to this body about the August Sighting Advisory Group meeting. So the um, county has put together a sighting advisory group, including people from the various cities, uh, also specifically from areas near where there are, they're specifically thinking about sighting uh, the transfer station, different groups, et cetera, trying to get a variety of uh, perspectives. Um, at the beginning of August, there was a meeting, and this meeting was a little bit of a surprise because one of the SAG members had said, hey, did you ever consider this site? And I'm able to point it out kind of on a map to the city, to the county. Sorry, we're going to talk county here. And the county went, oh, that should have been on the list, but it wasn't. So they went back and they figured out what they had done. What was the, the uh, I'm going to try to use like some pithy statement, the error that had been made. And they were trying to correct the error to prevent it from being a mistake. And they went through and they looked at all of the additional sites that should have been found. And they came up with, oh, actually, that one is a good site and none of the others are. And they have their evaluation process. Um, however, there were lots and lots of questions at the siting advisory group about what are all the details on the process and how did we get here and how did we miss it? And how did we, you know, what's the issue with this and what's the issue with that? So they said, hey, OK, great. This is the county. I'm speaking on the perspective of the county. Let's have another meeting where we just go through the process and we answer all those questions and we can all move forward together. Sounds like a great idea. That meeting has yet to occur. And that was beginning of August. It is now the end of December. Um, having had lots of email with them in the meantime, me personally, uh, they have stated that sometime during early 2022, they expect to have such a process-driven meeting, just talking about the process. In the meantime, the cities have gone back through all the data. I don't have what their result is, but the, the cities of Kirkland, of course, uh, Woodenville, Redmond, Sammamish, I think that's all of them, uh, have gone through the data and have whatever their result is, whatever their recommendation is. But that should be early Q1. Now, I also have email from the director of solid waste saying that uh, the intention is to actually move forward and do the draft SEPA, uh, I'm sorry, draft EIS as part of the SEPA process. Also the, the goal, I'll say the hope is, it may take some time, but that's just to give people here kind of that update. I'm certainly, uh, asking lots of questions, requesting documents, thinking through things. Um, the park and ride site still sticks out to me as being an odd companion to the other sites. Um, that is what it is. Um, and that is all I have to say on that topic. Um, the other thing is, and I, I hope I'm not, if I'm stepping on any rule, Rick, or well, anybody, please let me know. I don't have the timer going, and I uh, I don't know what. Uh, I'll somebody... be really short on this one. Okay, make make it short, Phil, and we'll we'll let her go. Jeannie, have the, you been tracking? About one minute left. Good. Okay, go for it, Phil. Awesome. Easy to fit. Um, <clears throat> the city of Kirkland's legislative agenda says sunsetting the Houghton Community Council. But I think if you ask the various city council members, they would have different ideas as to what sunset means or what the date means. I think some of them could rephrase that as dissolve. And I think some of them would rephrase it as allow the current term to expire, current being the 2022-2025 term. And I um, only wanted to point that out because sunset to me sounded more like 2025 than immediate dissolution. So that's, uh, that's all I wanted to say on that topic. I really do uh, value the existence of this body. I like coming here. I like presenting things. I think I get a very warm, receptive, helpful environment in which to present these things. And um, I hope to be able to do so in the future. We hope Thank so you. too. Thank you, Phil. Excellent. Uh, are there any other 
<clears throat> participants who would like to address us. Karen, you seeing anybody? No, there is no one with their hand up. No hands, all right. Then we'll uh, move on to our new business. And that is discussion of the 2022 miscellaneous code amendments. And I think Nick is going to be presenting that to us. Yes, good evening. Thank you, Mr. Whitney. I'm gonna get a slide deck here pulled up, hopefully successfully. All right, and you should be seeing a full screen slide. Is that true? It looks like it to me, yeah. Okay. Um, so a, uh, just about four slides here, um, a real quick um, bit for you all. This is not much of a uh, full presentation. Um, the point of my visit this evening is to ultimately get a decision from uh, the council uh, as to whether or not um, you all wish to um, participate in a joint public hearing with planning commission on miscellaneous code amendments. Um, so I'll give you a quick refresher here, what we're talking about. Um, I'll throw up a, the, the slide of that kind of summarizes what we're uh, tackling in this set of code amendments. Um, and then I'll turn it over to you all to discuss and um, make that decision. Uh, so we are talking about the 2022 miscellaneous code amendments. Um, you'll remember from years prior, we do these periodically, lately about once a year, um, a batch of minor code amendments code amendments um, that relate to both the Kirkland Zoning Code and Kirkland Municipal Code, um, but are kind of scattered in terms of uh, their relation to one another. Um, these are minor amendments that um, don't necessarily fit into a specific um, larger uh, body of amendments. So they kind of, as a mis miscellaneous group, get thrown together once a year or so. Um, they are minor uh, in nature. Um, they, the intent is to uh, reflect current practice, clarify um, the code uh, as we learn throughout um, the day in, day, day in, day out application of code, um, improve the administration of both the municipal code and the zoning code, um, and then to keep uh, both codes consistent with other um, code amendments at the federal, state, and local level. Uh, the scope of this year's uh, package of code amendments is actually quite small. Um, there are six amendments um, within the Houghton jurisdiction. Um, for comparison, I think in the 2020 um, package, we had 32 or something like that. So um, that was a fairly ambitious package. This is much smaller. No major policy items uh, in this year's group. Um, all are fairly benign and minor in nature. Um, and thus, um, the, it, the project did not necessitate um, major uh, outreach. Um, so uh, this here uh, is a um, quick um, noting of the six amendments, specifically um, one in the Kirkland Municipal Code and five in the Kirkland Zoning Code, obviously of a variety of topics. Um, these range um, from clerical amendments and Scrivener's errors um, to codifying current practice. Uh, none of these actually have any substantive um, change to the code. Um, so this is a quick overview. Um, you probably read a little bit more detail that was provided in the packet. Um, I will say that the actual text for each of these amendments um, is in the works, um, which is why I've not provided it either in the memo um, or on the screen here because we are still working through what the actual amendments are. Um, but this is kind of your 30,000 foot view of what we're talking about uh, for the six amendments within Houghton. Um, and I can come back to this slide here in a second if you'd like, um, but I will land on this final slide. Um, you can see in the orange bubble there again, the decision for the council this evening um, is whether or not to attend a joint public hearing with Planning Commission, which is scheduled for January 13th, um, or you can waive the public hearing. Um, and in that case, um, I would return with the uh, package of amendments for final action by the Community Council once City Council has made a decision on the amendments. Um, 
So I'll leave it at that. I'll turn it back over to you, Chair Whitney, um, to discuss amongst yourselves, ask questions of me and <clears throat> land on a decision. Thank you very much, Nick. Well presented, by the way, and I appreciate a brief, you're, you're very concise and I, that's, <laughs> and you did, a, you, you did a great job of laying it out here. So uh, do we have any questions, uh, first of all, on, uh, on uh, clarification of any of the issues that um, are being considered as far as the miscellaneous code amendments? Any members? John. Yeah, I'm, I do. If anybody has anything else, I'm happy to go last. If not, I'll just kick it off and go. Okay, Nick, uh, thank you. As usual, you did a stunning job. Um, I'm going to uh, ask my questions in numerical order to, to the memo sheet you gave us. So on the second page, item number five, where it talks about lot HVAC units, that sort of thing. Uh, I uh, and I know this will be talked about in the public session. I'm just kind of bringing this up really quick so you could maybe be primed for it and have some answers. Uh, I would ask about generators as well. And I would also ask if there are established STC ratings. Uh, one of the very difficult things that, that, that people um, from a perception standpoint is the, the amount of noise is different for everybody. And I think it might be worthwhile that the city has a uniform method of dealing with some sort of complaint as to a standard and establishing an STC rating for an HVC unit, possibly a generator and a side yard setback might is certainly worth discussing. Um, item number six talks about modifications of driveway widths and front setbacks. This is, uh, will affect Houghton as well because we do allow duplex and triplexes through a process one. Um, so the width of the driveway uh, is important. And I would wonder if you could prepare for, and I would say yes to a joint meeting. Um, I think that's much more efficient. If you could prepare for some of the conversations that were had when uh, we had a lot of driveway width discussion two or three years ago, my recollection is during that time frame, we kept the driveway width smaller for very specific reasons. This simple clarification, which is purported to really not be substantive to the code, seems to be 100% in the opposite direction of all of that conversation that we had those years ago. And I, I the, the question, Questions come up. I just I think we need to be prepared for that. I'm going to move on to item number two on page three, which is about parking. Um, again, it does take effect in Houghton because we do allow duplexes and triplexes, and I think this is probably where it will most come into effect with the parking that is really needed. Uh, and where is that parking going to be? It's probably going to be in the front yard. And I think during the neighborhood plan of the Lakeview, which I was part of, and I don't recollect on Central Oten, but I certainly do on the Lakeview, there was an awful lot of conversation about um, what sort of parking we should allow in the front yard. Um, and so perhaps making sure that we have the neighborhood plan, which is part of the comprehensive plan out, so we can address any specific questions as to what that says. Um, item number three on page three talks about pre-submittal meetings, and it seems to exclude the Houghton jurisdiction, but I almost think it would be a good idea because, um, you know, the codes are getting closer together, that it might be a good idea to have uh, pre-submittal uh, pre meetings everywhere. I, I, and and so may just be prepared to talk about why the city made the recommendation to not have them in the Houghton jurisdiction, even though we allow duplexes or iplexes through a process. We want to have a joint meeting and my, I am in favor of that as they are always more efficient. That's the extent of my comments. Thank you. Any other members questions on the specific issues in the miscellaneous code amendments being presented? John, let me ask you this. Um, do you feel like these, uh, first of all, do they rise above the level of miscellaneous code amendments, which are generally considered to be rather non-controversial? And it sounds like you're, you're questioning that. 
Um, I don't know that I'm questioning it yet. I uh, a few things just pop into my head that you know I alerted staff that let's make sure we have all the information so we can answer questions. You know, like on the driveway when we discussed that, what really were the discussions and why was it decided and. And then uh, that can be discussed about at the planning commission. But right now, I mean, staff has flushed it out and said they're, uh, you know, they fit with the, um, you know, minor amendments. I just, I think that's wonderful. Okay. So then the next question is, do we feel like this is something that we should be um, participating in a joint public hearing with the planning commission, or should we allow? Uh, historically, we have. Uh, found that these are non-controversially and non-controversial non and we don't tend to get much of a public out uh, hearing anyway public participation in the hearings and so we've not i to for it's been several years that i can i it's since i remember as participating in one and i'm 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 inclined to uh not have a joint uh hearing with planning commission unless it merits uh our attention thoughts I am always for open and transparent and be part of the process. And so that is just, that's just my say. So we just don't quite align on that. John, I'm not, I, 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 okay. I'm not, there's nothing about transparency. Uh, it's simply, if it's, if these are non-controversial and they're, they're not, uh, we're, we're really not challenging them as such. Why, why would we want to take up our time and adding to staff's time to include us in the process. That's all. Uh, well, my answer to that, Rick, would be back to your point about are, are any of these, um, you know, minor amendments. I, I think they all fit the classification now because staff has said so. However, if during the conversation um, we find out. Um, to jog our memory about why the conversation was had about driveway widths or something like that, maybe we might want to re recommend at that point um, uh, that they move into a little bit more than than um, uh, just uh, um, I'm losing the word here a minor amendment. Okay, um, then I think as we as we move towards middle and close. Closer parking in the front setback is another one. Is that, you know, is that, so th those are things that would get flushed out in this meeting that okay. everybody could get more information and talk about. And so, okay. so that's all. Okay. Okay. Well then, uh, so there, it's kind of there, it's not as cut and dry as, as in, in many of the past uh, miscellaneous code amendments that we've had. I see Don's got hands up and then Larry. So Don, you want to add? Yeah, thanks. I'm sitting in for Jeremy tonight, and I just wanted to um, maybe provide a little bit of clarification on items two and three on page three. Um, item two related to parking requirements, that's only related to the Totem Lake 1A zone. So the, the issue that will be discussed or looked at in that code amendment will only affect a zoning district in Totem Lake. So not in the Houghton jurisdiction at all. That's why it's in the non-Houghton section. And then item three, we do require pre-submittal meetings for uh, cottages, carriage, two and three unit homes within Houghton because it requires a process one land use permit. So that pre-submittal conference is oh. already required in Houghton. This is just layering that in for the, the non-Houghton portion of the cottage regulations. Thank you, Don. Yep. Does that in any way uh, change your feeling about having a joint uh, hearing with the Planning Commission, John? Um, I, I would, I would say if all the other, other uh, uh, members of the council don't think it rises to the occasion, then I will just be uh, a listener at that event to understand what goes on. Yeah. Okay. Larry, you had your hand up. Let's hear what you have to say. Well, so I, was, I would. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Did, okay. Okay. So I was going to just ask staff if they had any uh, uh, responses to John's comments, especially on the uh, items two and three on page three, because I certainly saw that it was uh, pre-submittal meetings were required for the process one. 
I would uh, also like to see if staff has any comments on if they have any recollection of the background that John was talking about on the, the driveway widths uh, in there and if they took that into consideration on this. Uh, this is pretty interested on the, uh, the noise issues as well. Uh, but I don't think that affects uh, necessarily the uh, uh, lot coverage issue by itself. That's to me, it's a different issue on the measuring the noise from HVAC and generators versus what this one here looks like it's covering is just lot coverage requirements. So if staff could respond to that, if, if that's the case, when I read, read through these, I didn't see a need for uh, Houghton Community Council's participation in the joint public hearing. Yeah, and I can, I can uh, you're, Mr. Total, you're right on with the HVAC item. Uh, that amendment relates only to lot coverage and how we are calculating the pad, the, the not, um, the hardscape pad uh, on which HVAC units sit that does not relate to whether or not they're allowed in a setback um, or uh, the noise generated by a piece of HVAC equipment. So those two items are not germane to this amendment. Um, those are in a completely different uh, section of the code. Um, and then uh, on the driveway, I, I um, cannot recollect any discussions um, uh, from two or three years ago about um, uh, what, what Mr. Kapler referred to. Um, but what I can provide some context about the driveway amendment that we have before us now, um, what it's doing is, is um, introducing a new criteria to modify the maximum driveway width within a required front yard. Um, the reason being is that um, the public works department more often now is trying to, has a goal of reducing curb cuts um, along collector and arterial streets. So these are your busier streets, not just your neighborhood access streets. They want to see reduced curb cuts. And so they're requiring side-by-side -side properties to have a shared curb cut rather than two separate driveways. Um, when that happens, um, once the, uh, if you can imagine two single family homes um, with uh, uh, one shared curb cut, so you only have about 20 or 24 feet wide of curb cut serving two homes. Once you enter the properties that that kind of needs to, if you can imagine split off um, to go to each uh, individual garage, what that's doing is it's creating a swath of pavement within the required front yard of those individual properties that exceeds 20 feet, which is the maximum. Um, and so that's, it, it's kind of a public works wants this, but it doesn't totally um, comply. It's, there's no real way to achieve it without uh, in perfect compliance with the um, zoning code. And so we're introducing a modification criteria that specifically addresses that item. So it's a very specific and actually fairly rare um, instance. Um, so I don't, I don't know how it relates to the previous conversations, um, Mr. Calder, that you were uh, referring to, um, but we're, we're just trying to find how we thread the needle of um, a goal of the public works department as it relates to the right-of-way as well as maintaining, um, actually trying to minimize and not open uh, Pandora's box um, with the modification that's available within the zoning code for driveway widths. Yep. Okay. Yep. Any, other, any other council members have any uh, thoughts about the, the uh, significance or whether, whether or not these rise to the level that we should be participating in a public hearing with the planning commission? Uh, for what it's worth, I mean, I won't be participating, but I, I don't think, I don't think you really need to have a joint meeting with the planning commission. I agree with what you said, Rick. It doesn't really uh, rise to something that needs to be in-person discussion, and otherwise, it becomes uh, more um, burdensome. I think for both entities to try to coordinate schedules and who talks and it. There's nothing to really discuss, I, I don't think. So I don't think it really needs to happen, but, okay. you know, won't yeah, be there. Uh, anybody else have any? Ruth, please. I think after hearing Nick and Don today explain each one, um, I don't think we need, have the need anymore to um, have a joint meeting. I think they did 
it really made sense to me on, on how they explained where they were getting at these individual amendments. Okay. Bill, uh, so I'm getting a consensus not to with, with possible uh, John's uh, being on the other side of it. Bill, are you, you have a feeling one way or the other? Yeah, I'm in agreement. We don't need to participate in the, in the joint, in a joint hearing. So um, I don't even know whether that, I, I, you know, frankly, uh, I'm not sure that this even requires a motion, but if somebody would care to make a motion to that effect, I guess we could formalize it. Um, I, I think I probably have the ability as a chair to just say we, we don't feel we need it, but if somebody want to make a motion to that effect, we will not participate in the uh, joint hearing on the, or we will not participate with the Planning Commission on their public hearing for the 2022 Miscellaneous Code Amendment. So moved. Second. All right. Any further discussion? Discussion, discussion. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. John's opposing. Good. No, so with that, you did not oppose or you, I'm sorry, just for the record, John, what was your vote? No, I'm in agreement. No joint meeting. I'm in, in agreement. agreement. Okay, it's unanimous. Thank you. I'm in agreement. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate your presentation. Don, thanks for your embellishment on that or to, to clarify things. New Year. So now, we, uh, we have uh, last item on our agenda is discussion of the City Council's legislative agenda. Um, and I... Uh, I guess this is the first time that we've had a chance to all talk since we had our joint meeting with the city council last month, um, at which I think the city council made it uh, abundantly clear that um, they had no interest in discussing, discussing the basis for um, the equity reports, findings, and recommendations with regard to Houghton Community Council, nor did they have any interest in discussing their own convictions for sunsetting Houghton Community Council. And um, subsequently at their December 14th meeting, they did add back to their agenda, uh, legislative agenda for 2022, um, they added sunsetting the Houghton Community Council to their agenda. Um, John and I had a brief meeting with Larry Springer and Amy Wallen uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, just to get some clarifications and they uh, assured us that legislative action would be introduced <laughs> to terminate Houghton Community Council. Um, so John and I have been talking and, and uh, we um, believe that there are some potential legal issues uh, related to the termination of Houghton Community Council that um, really need legal advice, uh, require legal advice, but it needs to be independent legal advice. And um, the, the city attorney who normally functions as our attorney um, it, he's certainly not going to be able to act in an independent manner, or it would be really difficult, even if he had the best of intentions. And, and so to their credit, uh, I requested and they have agreed, he has agreed to support uh, having uh, independent legal counsel for the Houghton Community Council um, to address legal issues related to the sunsetting of Houghton Community Council. Um, and they, he has agreed to, the way he characterized it was uh, initial commitment of $5,000. He really doesn't want it to be that much. And he originally was talking about uh, maybe a budget of five hours, but I, I said, that's, that's really not gonna be adequate uh, to, to get started, uh, to, to properly give this the attention and the research that it requires. And so he did agree to 5,000 to his credit. Um, and then uh, beyond that, if there is any anything that's we, we didn't get into it where I, I just said what I will commit to do is to um, try to manage the act, the attorney's work as efficiently as possible to to keep the fees as low as possible, but without uh, compromising the work that needs to be done to give us uh, full all the information necessary to, to pr protect ourselves. Um, so he has agreed to that. And, um, and John and I have, have identified a local attorney who has uh, 
experience in a lot of one of his specialties is municipal law. He has worked with the city of Kirkland uh, or worked in legal actions with the city of Kirkland in the past. He's um, he has checked to be sure that he has no conflicts of interest, which is something you always have to do when you engage an attorney to make sure that by representing us, it's not putting him in conflict with some other client uh, relationship that he has. And he's good on that. He has a very impressive background. Um, I've spoken with him. John actually has spoken much. Uh, John really went through a more extensive interview process than I did. And I, I would welcome John to, if you want to add any comments to the uh, attorney that we're talking about. And I suppose at this time we should identify him and, and, uh, and get, get the rest of the council's support of this. Um, so John, do you want to, want to add your comments? Um, um, I, I think the comments actually are, are pretty limited. We, we felt after our discussion with um, uh, Mr. Springer and Ms. Wall. You're breaking up, John. I've... Since this was going to be introduced legislatively, I'm really sorry about that. My internet connection maybe is frozen. <laughs> Literally, I don't know. Uh, I am hoping this is better. Is this okay? Um, so we uh, sourced out several uh, attorneys and called and made some interviews. We essentially looked through their uh, the type of law that they do, um, civic law. And so working through that process, uh, we just got on a joint call and asked some questions and felt that this would be the right person to represent us. Um, number one, should the need arise? And number two, to be fully up to speed so we can be represented to the fullest extent of the law. And so um, in doing that, let me make sure I pronounce his name properly. Well, I don't, is Rick, is that something we need to do at this meeting? I think so. I think we need to, we have two, I think we have three things that we need to do. One, uh, we need to get uh, uh, council approval to engage legal representation, independent legal representation, to research and advise us on and, uh, the legal challenges that may be available for a continuation of the Houghton Community Council. Um, that's number one. If we agree upon that, then we need to agree upon selection of the attorney um, and as soon as we have that um, approval, then he's prepared to submit an engagement letter to the city and the city attorney is, um, has agreed to accept the engagement letter uh, on the terms that he's approved. Um, and then the third thing would be um, for this to be effective, we will need to have uh, a, a working committee to be interacting with this attorney um, managing his the process and directing him and and then being able to uh, if we get actionable uh, information research that, that we can work on work with we certainly can't wait until we have a, a next meeting for the Houghton Community Council at the end of January this is time sensitive with the legislature at, in session in the second week of January so it really uh, it, we really need to be managing this process through a committee structure and so we need to agree upon a committee structure and who the participants on that would be. Those are the three things that I see us accomplishing here. So I, I guess maybe uh, to take them in that order, uh, John, you can you can delay on on the any further discussion of the attorney until we agree. Is there anybody who has any um, uh, concerns or or opposition to the notion of having independent legal counsel? to advise us. Okay, so could I uh, have a motion to approve the engagement of an independent attorney to represent the Houghton Community Council and advise us on um, legal challenges to the sunsetting of the Houghton Community Council? I'll move. I'll move. Is there a second? Second. second. I'm not, we've got, I'm not sure who we want to identify uh, for the record, Jeannie, because we had simultaneous moves and motions and seconds, but it's no doubt that we have a motion and a, and a second. Um, any further discussion? All in favor, say aye. 
Aye. Aye. Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, so we have unanimous approval of um, engaging an attorney for independent counsel and a subject of the terms that I described. Then uh, second would be to uh, select that attorney. John, you want to get the correct pronunciation? Uh, I would like to recommend, that? yeah, I would, I would like to recommend uh, Terry Danish, a uh, law firm to represent the Houghton Community Council. Yeah, you're, the, ter the firm's name again? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if it is anything other than Terry Danish's law firm. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, it's, it's actually like, uh, D it, it's three initials. I should, I, I've got it in copious notes that I've got here, but it's, it's a, it's a firm that was, uh, basically merged between live and good, uh, which a live and good firm is, has been uh, a long-term, uh, legal firm in the Seattle Peter, area. Uh, uh, Peter Russell Kelly, um, Terrence Danish law firm. Yeah. At any rate, so we would be, so yeah. Yeah, basically Terry Danish is the, is the attorney who we've, uh, we, we feel would be a good representative for us. Um, good counsel. Any, any questions, any concerns with that selection or the process? Hey Rick, um, I would, um, I appreciate the, the vetting that you and John have done. And if you guys think he's good, then I'm, I'm all for him. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been a difficult situation. It would have been great if we could kind of have the time and, and the availability to try to have everybody participate in the process, but we just, time is of the essence in this. And I agree with Bill and just for the record, it's D-A-N-Y-S-H. His last name is Y, not an I. Yeah, correct. Danish. Any other? Uh, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, so could we, uh, I would entertain a motion to approve Terry Danish as our independent legal uh, counsel uh, for the purpose of representing us with issues related to the sunsetting of Houghton Community Council. Can I get so a motion moved. to that effect? So moved by Bill Goggins. Is there a second? Second. second. All right. Seconded by Ruth Wright. Any further discussion? Discussion, discussion. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. And then the third uh, item, we, we need to establish a, a working committee, or I believe it's the best structure to, to do this. So I would propose that we have a working committee. Um, I think it, it is logical to have uh, me and John as chair and vice chair. And um, then the, the third member, we had, we had thought that you know, Larry as the chair of the, uh, or the president of Central Houghton Neighborhood Association, um, and he's, he's actually been instrumental in, in getting some research that would be of, of assistance for uh, a lot of different things that I think his, his research activities on past issues would really, vote, would really be, assist, be helpful in, in this process. So, I'm, I'm thinking that Larry would be the logical third choice, but I don't want anybody to feel left out. If any of you really feels compelled that you want to uh, be that third person, um, I'm open to, you know, that any, any, uh, we're looking, I guess, uh, Bill, Ruth, are you guys okay with, with what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Very much so, totally okay. agree. It sounds, sounds like the A-team. Mm -hmm. and, and this isn't in any way excluding you guys from it. It's just that yeah, because of the Open Meetings Act, we can only have three right. people that are, you know, working together on something outside of a formal meeting. Doesn't mean that you guys can't and shouldn't be active participants in any anything to um, assist the the opposition to the sunsetting of Hope Community Council. And that, that includes testifying at, at the legislature or whatever. I mean, there's so many different avenues that you can use. It's just for purposes of working with this attorney, we need to have this committee established. So mm -hmm. the, uh, what, I, what, I would, what I would like to see is a, a motion to uh, establish a, um, a committee to interact with the uh, legal counsel on the sunsetting of 
the Houghton Community Council and, and our activities to oppose that action. Um, and that committee would be established, would, would consist of me, John Kapler and Larry Toadley. That would be, I'd like to see a motion to that effect. Is there any <laughs> okay, I have a motion from John Kapler. Could I have a second? Second. All right. <laughs> so Bill Goggins has seconded. So we have a motion, a second. Is there any further discussion on establishing a committee of me, John, and Larry to work with the attorney and, and uh, to lead the um, efforts to uh, avoid our demise? <laughs> that, that's a very short answer. Our sunsetting. <laughs> our sunsetting, yes. Uh, so all in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, it carries unanimously. So um, that's the end of the business that I have for tonight, unless anybody else has anything that uh, just, I've overlooked. Larry. Well, just as a follow up on that topic, uh, since uh, Betsy isn't uh, in attendance tonight, uh, we need to make sure we reach out and fill her in as well. Absolutely, yeah, we, we, we will do that for sure. Um, so uh, the, the process from here will be that the, uh, the attorney will be um, contacting the city uh, attorney. Uh, I'm gonna say, I expect him to contact him within the next day or two. And uh, Terry will get an engagement letter that'll be approved. And then he'll uh, begin his work with our direction, the three of us, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get some quick uh, direction on, on what our legal challenges uh, may be to try to avoid being sunsetted or even, or, and, and I guess what, well, there's, well, I'll leave it at that. Um, any, uh, any last, anything else that you'd like to see before we adjourn the meeting? I just have a quick question. We yes. get so many, we have so many emails from Houghton residents uh, yeah. on this very issue on, on all the issues. Um, what is our, uh, are we able to reach out to them and respond to them? Yeah. Um, I feel like they all come through and I, I never tell if anybody's responded to them. Um, and there's so many of them and I know that they're gonna carry on and probably go through with the legislator and that is there some way to kind of reach out to them in that way or they just keep following well, what we're doing at, at our meetings. I, I, John, do you wanna comment on that? Yeah, I, I think um, anyone that reaches out to you about this topic is certainly worth uh, a reply from your email. This is not a, a quasi-judicial land zoning issue, so you certainly can reply. I don't think if we have a conversation, um, if we have a special meeting uh, and we talk about anything, a legal matter, that obviously is not something that is public. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what has happened, your perspectives, their feelings, your feelings, what they could do to help if somebody wants to know what they could, what, whatever, I don't believe there is anything in our code of ethics that precludes us from replying uh, to the people we represent. Okay. We have been directed previously not to reply all, though. Yes. Right. Because I reply all to our committee. Yeah. <laughs> so if somebody sends everybody, just reply to them. This is yeah. where it'd be handy to have your Facebook page, Brian. <laughs> well, that I think that is something that the city has advised us not to do. Oh, well, I know. Yeah. 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 So that we shan't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. I, I think that uh, just be careful whenever you're communicating and responding that it's, as John said, it, any, if, you, if you respond to more than, if there's more than three of us if, or more than two members that are in your response, if you have three in your response, well, then you violated the, you know, technically violated the Open Meetings Act because you're communicating outside of a meeting to a majority of the council. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's all. Um, okay. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, I think we're just all going to have to pitch in and, and work with, uh, we've got several uh, 
residents of Houghton who are really um, pretty fired up about this. And I think they'll be actively organizing and, and leading efforts against um, the sunsetting. And, you know, we can all participate in that, just can't be working as a council, just individually we can work with them. So, so that's, that's all I have. Uh, any, so unless there's any, anybody objecting, I'm going to call this meeting. Our last meeting of 2021 is officially adjourned. And Brian, thank you again for your service and look forward to uh, celebrating your service sometime in the near future. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. New Year. All right. Staff, thank you for your Bye -bye. assistance. We appreciate it.